Greetings and welcome to the Logical Belief Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mullett. You can visit our website at logicalbelief.org. Uh, you can watch these podcasts on YouTube, and uh, you can listen to them on iTunes. Uh, both of those locations, just search for Logical Belief or Logical Belief Ministries, and you can find us and subscribe to us. Um, both the audio and video can be found at the website. Just click on Podcast on the top menu bar. Um, if you have a question or a word of encouragement, you can send all those messages to Jason at LogicalBelief.org. Um, already today, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be interviewing my lovely wife, Viviana, today. We're going to be talking about Roman Catholicism. Uh, this is a, a topic that I have covered in the past, and we have previous episodes on Roman Catholicism. I believe we have two or three. So this will be added to that playlist. And uh, these this topic is a very important one because many of us find our family, coworkers, and friends uh, within the Roman Catholic religion, and it's very important that we understand um, what they believe and how to reach these people uh, with the true gospel because uh, the differences between biblical Christianity and Roman Catholicism is really the core. The core of it is the gospel itself. And so I also wanted to give uh, everyone a heads up either next weekend or the following, depends on how I get uh, the scheduling worked out. I am going to be interviewing uh, some uh, a person, I will not disclose that yet, uh, that is an expert and has experience within the Freemasons. It's not a topic that I see a lot of uh, discussion on, but I think is important within the Christian church because uh, there are... Um, those of us that uh, will find sometimes within the church, we find people that uh, are part of the uh, the groups of the, uh, of the Masons, or maybe you've been asked to join a lodge by someone, and this is something that I experienced myself um, eight to nine years ago, right? Somebody asking me to join. So uh, I think it's an important thing um, that we should be prepared for. So I'm going to be doing an interview on that. Um, also for I Haha, who won the uh, book, uh, your book has been shipped, and you should be receiving the ultimate proof of creation any day now. So hopefully you will enjoy that. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, our interview. And there is my wife uh, on the camera there, Viviana. And we're going to go ahead and switch it to the dual screen so you can see both of us. And... Um, <clears throat> So we just wanted to start it off here a little bit and uh, just uh, ask my wife, uh, you know, some of her experience. So my, my wife uh, was a Roman Catholic when uh, I met her. There's a kind of an odd combination going on in this marriage. I'm a, obviously an Anabaptist uh, and uh, married a Roman Catholic. So that's that's kind of an interesting mix. But uh, uh, by God's grace, uh, both of us uh, have become Christians. So we both uh, understand and have a concern for our families in our different respective backgrounds. And so my wife obviously having concern for Roman Catholics and uh, myself having concern for those uh, within the Anabaptist movement who don't understand the gospel. But uh, uh, we have had previous episodes on that, so uh, feel free to listen in on those. So uh, without further ado, we'll just jump in. And um, babe, so what was your... Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and your upbringing within Roman Catholicism? 
Sure. So I was, I'm actually from Chile. I was born in South America and um, I was baptized as an infant as Catholics normally do. Um, and basically my, my entire family is Catholic, except for I have a few uh, cousins and an uncle that are Mormons. Um, and I also have a uh, aunt actually that passed away a couple years ago now who um, by God's grace, uh, was a Christian and, um, but yeah, basically, uh, whole family is, uh, Roman Catholic and, um, it's, it's quite a difficult experience, um, being saved and then having, you know, to deal with, with my family, my parents, my brother, my sister, you know, everyone. And, um, how so. would, how would you describe um, the Roman Catholicism within your family, would you describe it as uh, uh, Catholics of conviction, nominal Roman Catholics? How would you kind of describe the Roman Catholicism? Definitely I was a nominal uh, Catholic. Um, I, I would say my sister and my, my brother and my mom, I don't think she is by conviction, but she's more, um, uh, how should I say, uh, dedicated, I guess. She doesn't, I don't really think she knows the Catholic doctrine, as far as I know, like from what I've spoken with her and, and in the past, it doesn't seem as though, um, you know, doctrinally she, she doesn't really know the Catholic doctrine, um, but she's very dedicated. She, she will go every day to mass if possible. Um, and, uh, the, but the rest of the family, uh, nominal in, in Chile, I believe that I have an aunt that might know maybe some doctrine. Um, but again, um, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, most of them simply more Catholics of tradition. Right. That this is this is what we grew yes. up with. This is just what mm -hmm. we are. And right. And and that's that's uh, pretty much from what I see from my family is you know oh yeah I'm a Catholic you know and that's kind of the extent of it and then you just kind of go off and and think whatever you want about God and Jesus and you know uh, basically that's pretty much my experience. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, you've told me about how when you were asked uh, if you were a Christian back before you became a Christian, when you were a Catholic, you would you would, how would you a lot of times respond to that if people would ask you if you were a Christian? Yeah, I would just say I would say I was a Catholic. Uh, I mean, Christian, what's you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Catholic. And I was very uh, firm think, about that. I think you had a kind of an understanding of what Christianity was and it was not biblical Christianity. You, you had Absolutely. kind of a stereotype for who Christians really were. Can you kind of fill us in what, what well, your experience was with yeah. Christianity? Well, sadly, my experience with Christianity was the um, Jim Bakers and, uh, you know, all the heretics from, you know, I shouldn't say all because they're not all on TBN, but most of them. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, and uh, honestly, sadly enough, again, I had a couple friends um, in high school, too, who... Um, said they were Christians, but I, even looking back now, I, I don't, I didn't see that. And sadly come to find out now that they were into, uh, watching again, these Jim Baker's, you know, heretics. And so honestly, that, that is the Christianity that I saw, which is very sad because it's not Christianity. Um, yeah. unfortunately that's, yeah, that's well, and it's, it's great. It was, it was, it's just great to know that, uh, your your aunt uh you know despite that did come right. to 
uh, the knowledge of the true gospel and was born again by God's grace and was going to a, a good Christian church before she passed away. So um, what was your 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 mother's response and some of your family's reaction to your aunt who became a Christian? Uh, do, you, do you kind of remember some of um, that reaction? I don't really know, actually. I, I they never my mom my mom never really said anything about it. I didn't really know until till really she came over. This was a few years back now, before probably two thousand and eight. I I think a little before I met you. My aunt she she had a um, an autoimmune disease and she eventually passed from, but. Um, she was, she, she came to visit once in a while. And, um, one of the times she came to visit, I remember her saying, cause we had, my mom, you know, has Virgin Mary things all over the place and, you know, just all that sort of stuff. And she had them in the room that, um, my aunt was staying in. And I remember her coming to me and saying to me quietly, could you please remove these from the room? Cause she just didn't feel comfortable with them. And I was, I mean, I was kind of like, eh, you know, but I, it, it put something into my mind, like, that's interesting. You know, why is she so, I guess, offended by these things? Um, and I said, sure, you know, and she's like, oh, uh, she didn't want to offend my mom. Um, and so I took them out of there. But I, that was the first time I really kind of knew that she was a Christian. I really didn't know, I guess. Um, and, um. I do know that she did talk to my mom about uh, the gospel. And I know she talked to my uncle, who's a Mormon, uh, about the gospel. Um, and um, anyway, so that's really the experience that I had with her, with, you know, her being Christian. And um, But I did get a chance to speak with her um, bef before she passed and, and told her, you know, that... Um, that by God's grace I had been saved and she was really, it was happy of course to hear that. And, um, um, I wish I would have had a little more time with her now, you know, now looking back, the only family member that I know that's a Christian, but you know, um, it, at least I know that, that she's with the Lord now. And so that's really nice to, to know. What was now just in speaking of Roman Catholicism in general, uh, and, your experience with being within the Roman Catholic Church, how how do you view um, uh, at least the people that you interacted with as not, not maybe necessarily your family, but just other uh, people that you interacted with, uh, maybe your experience with some Roman Catholic priests of the, their character and the type of people that they were, um, and just the the Roman Catholics that you interacted with, how many of them would you describe as... Uh, and maybe even give a percentage of you know how many how many of them are nominal and and how many of them are Catholics of conviction you know that they actually believe their doctrine but or they're just or more nominal they're just Catholics because of tradition what is your experience kind of with that honestly I don't think more nominal I don't really know I, I'm trying to think my my son, actually, my our older son, who is 21 years old, he actually went to Catholic school for eight years. And um, honestly, the people that I met there were just uh, nominal Catholics, you know. And unfortunately, I didn't see, um, like, there's a, 
looking at children now that that are from families that are saved and of course this doesn't mean that you know just the way that you act means that you're saved or not but but there's definitely a difference when I you know Jordan's friends in school and things like that you could tell that there was not a heart uh, change there they were just doing basically the things that um you saw kid, other kids doing like there wasn't a real passion or a zeal for, for God. I mean, I, I didn't see it in my own son. Of course I didn't have it in myself. Um, and so basically just, uh, nominal. Um, I didn't really become too much friends with, um, I wasn't with the parents. Um, cause I was kind of dealing with my own thing at the time, other things. And, uh, but yeah, it just, you know, basically I would say that morally, you know, at least there was some good there morally, but heart changes, I, I, you know, looking at it now, definitely not. It's very sad. Would you describe most, most Catholics today as syncretists? Were they, Absolutely. Yeah. Were, mm-hmm. were, they, were they mix a lot of other beliefs yes. in with Roman Catholicism? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did that myself. Um, actually, we were just talking about that today in the car where um, I used to watch a show called Ghost Hunters and uh, with my son. And one of the, and I don't want to get this wrong, I don't know if she was like a helper or director or something or helping produce the show, but she actually uh, worked or did something at Jordan's school, at the Catholic school too. And I mean, and, and was involved in paranormal and paranormal things. I mean, so yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I did all sorts of things. I had a friend who was um, into tarot cards, and uh, I went to theosophy class with her. I mean, what else Roman, did I do? And you were a Roman, Catholic. and I was a Roman Catholic, and I mean, all those things. Nothing but psychics. You know, I I used to watch psychic shows, and I mean, I just believed anything and everything. You know. Yeah. Um, doesn't don't even some of your family who are professing ca- Catholics have also used psychics and stuff to try to. Yes, unfortunately, you know. my mother, um, who she it was this person that we used to do business with in Mexico, who was a devout Catholic, who would go to a psychic, and um, my mom ended up talking to the psychic for whatever reason. And um, the psychic told her some things and she actually, I think until now, only because I have spoken out about these things now that she hasn't, I haven't heard her say anything about what the psychic had said because she held on to that for quite a while, what the psychic had told her. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, people within Roman Catholicism today are very syncretistic. They're, they're mixing uh, and you see this wherever you're at uh, in in places like uh, I think like Puerto Rico, you have Santeria, Santeria and, yeah. where, where they mix it in with the voodoo, the, voodoo mm-hmm. uh, in Haiti. That's what it is. Um, yeah. In Haiti, where um, I, I grew up, uh, my family were missionaries down there. Um, we experienced that where voodoo, voodoo was mixed into Roman Catholicism a lot, and I think that happens a lot in South America too. Yeah, absolutely, and and maybe not so you know doll with the pins in them, but definitely. I mean, I I remember my mom telling me a story about my grandma that when she uh, she died, uh, actually my great grandma, I'm sorry, 
uh, when she died, my grandma, uh, I think, called everybody to turn, you know, to light up candles. And that my mom did that. And she, we were here in the States, and they were in Chile. And um, I guess the candles blew out, and they saw that as a sign of her coming to pass. But, I mean, just really kind of creepy. Like, before I thought that was normal, you know. Oh, and now that to me is just creepy. Yeah. You know, it's just creepy. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, the candles blow out because she came by before. I mean, no. <laughs> and so those are the kind of things that you experience and, and you just think it's normal. You almost think it's like, oh, that's really neat. You know, grandma came by and blew out the candles, you know, as she was going to who knows, purgatory or wherever the heck they thought she was going, you know, and it's just kind of scary. What um, you had a uh, your grandpa who passed away recently was right. a professing atheist. How did many of your um your Catholic Roman Catholic family react to the fact that he was an atheist? Um, well, they were always trying to convince him, um, trying to talk to him that there was uh, you know, God and, and Jesus and whatever they knew about God and Jesus, you know, being Catholics. And um, he, I think he did profess to be a Catholic, you know, before. And then I don't know how the story goes. Somehow he, he became an atheist. Um, because I'll tell you a little story real quick that I always remember when I was little. I was probably about seven, and my grandpa took us on a ride. Um, we were in Chile. We went to visit, and we were on a road trip, little road trip for the day. And we stopped to get some air, and, and there was a little girl who was literally in rags. And um, I had taken a bite out of a peach. We only had two peaches, and, it, and my sister had one, and I had one. And I said, oh, here, I'll give it to her. And my grandpa said, I don't know why I always remember this, but he said, God will bless you someday for that. And then he turns out to be an atheist. You know? yeah. So it's like, but I love the story because it just shows how amazing God is because I had just been saved um, not too long before my grandpa started getting um, sick and I was able to, to speak with him over Skype um, and I was so terrified because my grandpa's kind of scary. He was kind of a scary guy. Um, even at 92 years old, he was a scary guy. And um, he actually listened to me and because everyone that had tried, my whole family had tried to speak with him at various times and he would not have anything to do with them. Do not talk to me about that. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, literally get angry. And I prayed to God and, you know, Jason, we prayed and had other people pray and he actually listened. But, and so I spoke to him that one time and then he got better. But then we went to visit. I think it was that year. Anyway, we went to visit and I knew I needed to talk to him again. And we prayed about it and I was terrified because then it was face to face. But by God's grace, I went in there and I sat with him and he listened. He didn't get mad at me. He didn't yell at me. He listened you know, he didn't agree, but he listened. Yeah. But then when we left that day, when we were leaving, he actually said to me, um, Viviana, I have kind of like I've, I've taken in what you've told me, which was startling coming from my grandpa. And um, and then the other. We also had the opportunity to let him see evolution versus God. Which was Spanish. so amazing, yeah. too, because I actually wrote them a letter. Yeah, living waters. Yes, I said, is there any way you can have this in Spanish? And they wrote me back and saying, you know, it would cost too much, whatnot. And all of a sudden, I don't know, what, a few months later? Yeah, it came out in Spanish. It came out in Spanish. Praise God. And then 
I was able to, and he, my grandpa was getting pretty sick by then. And I was able to, my, my mom happened to be in Chile visiting. I was able to send that down. So not only did my grandpa watch it, but my aunt watched it and my mom watched it because they wanted to watch it before. And then they watched it again with my grandpa. So he got to hear the gospel three times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he is now, but I am so thankful to the Lord that he gave me the strength to, to be able to speak with him and that he, he listened, you know, and, um, but the amazing thing is again, that he would not listen to, to them, to my mom, to my aunts. They've they tried and tried to talk to him and, and he would not listen. So that's just, I love that story. Cause it's just, you just see God working. Yeah. So, um, what was, I think, you know, your experience as a, as a Roman Catholic would be, um, you didn't, uh, not only were you syncretistic, but, um, as a Roman Catholic, uh, going to mass and then going out to, to bars or doing all kinds of other things was not something that you was a big conflict for you in your mind. Not at all. I would, uh, honestly, sadly, I would, they had Sunday night mass and, um, I would go to Sunday night mass and my friend who lived on the beach. Um, so it was kind of in between my house. Uh, the church was in between my house and the beach and I'd go to mass and literally I'd go straight to my friend's house and we'd go out bar hopping and get drunk. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like and a normal was, thing. There was no conflict. In oh your no, not that. at all. Yeah. No. And I think that that's uh, somewhat common among a lot of other professing Catholics. Uh, they don't. Yeah. Uh, the the mass and attending church is is a tradition that they do for that mm-hmm. for that reason. How did you understand during your time as a Catholic uh, when it when it came to salvation? What did you think salvation was? How how would you describe it from your now? I, I, for those of you listening out there, we we understand that uh, Viv's response here is not going to be in accordance to Roman Catholic no. doctrine, but that kind of brings in the point that we're making is that most Catholics are syncretists and they're not. They don't even really hold to the councils of Trent or even know about the Council of Trent uh, or the Roman Catholic catechism in any sort of depth. Um, but uh, kind of uh, fill us in how how you viewed salvation and, and things like that. So basically, I mean, you're good outweighed your bad, which is actually something that they do believe. Um, so I did I did believe in that. Um, and I mean, basically, I remember I, I would pray I. I I wouldn't understand it because it's like, okay, my thought was Jesus died for everybody for their sins. So do we just keep asking for forgiveness and we just keep sinning? I mean, I, I, ha- I started to have questions about that later on. Um, probably a few years before I met you, I started having uh, questions like that. Like, well, I mean, what's the point of that? You know, Jesus dies for our sin and we just keep sinning and you just ask for forgiveness and you just try to do better. I mean, basically that was my idea. And then, you know, your good outweighs your bad, which is really sad because I mean, obviously it's, I mean, I mean, even as not knowing total depravity, my bad was still way worse than my good. So, and then of course you believe in purgatory. So, you know, that's always your, your, your safety net. So is that kind of how you viewed purgatory? Is that oh, yeah, it was, it's kind of like your your safety, your, your safety net. But it was, it's kind of interesting because I didn't think about it all the time. I did. I did believe, you know, there was hell. But obviously, yeah, purgatory is your safety net because it's like, well, you know, I mean, you just think, well, if I don't make it straight to heaven, I'll go to purgatory and then I'll have people pray for me 
and you know then then that's all good so yeah but it was still starting to be confusing to me like it just just quite wasn't adding up you know yeah um so what what would you say also um one thing that you and I talk about a lot of times about is about how the Roman Catholic Church has become almost the Church of Mary. More, um, what what was your experience uh, with that, with uh, with the Mariology within the Roman Catholic Church? Um, it sadly, it's just, and it, it makes me even more sad now. It's just Mary, everything. I hear my mom always saying, "Oh, thank the Virgin and Jesus." And I'm just like, oh, goodness. Yeah. And it, I mean, to be honest, me, I didn't do a whole lot of Mary worship. I I, I honestly just, I would pray to God mostly. I, I did not, or, you know, yeah. obviously not, but in name, um, I wasn't a big Mary worshiper myself. Um. I think I did more, like, I think I, I remember when I got sick, remember that time? And then I started doing the, the, uh, rosary. Yeah. Remember that? So with the rosary, you would have prayed to Mary. But... Right. Absolutely. And, but that, it wasn't something that I, I, that I did a lot or, um, for myself. Now, unfortunately in the Catholic church, you know, Mary is a, yeah, it's, it's the church of Mary. It's. They, they they talk about Mary way more than they talk about Christ and um and it's sad. Like like I said, my mom will bring Mary up first. Oh, thank thank the Virgin and I'm just uh it's it's sad. There was uh, a question at the beginning and I was gonna follow up on it and I kinda of forgot, but um I think you've had uh you've had experience uh, through your family with uh some more close contact with some priests, some Roman Catholic mm-hmm. priests. And um, I think you had in Washington, I think, when you guys lived there, you guys had um, um, a priest that, uh, uh, can you kind of fill us in with a little bit of that? Yes, that's an interesting story. Um, my, uh, okay, we had a priest who was actually, a, would have been considered a very good speaker, but a very tough priest, like some people didn't like him because he was very tough but he was a very good speaker but come to find out uh, my brother had a friend whose father was friends with the priest who they were all catholic and come to find out that the priest would come over every i don't know if it's friday or one of the nights of the weekend i think and would actually get drunk with my brother's friend's father yeah so that was our priest. And um, I think that's more common than what uh, a lot of right. people would realize. Right. Um, back on also salvation. How, how did you view during your time of, uh, of being a Roman Catholic of what it took for somebody to be saved? Because I think at that point uh, you didn't hold to any sort of Catholic dogmas where those outside of Roman Catholic religion couldn't be saved. I think you thought there would be other people in heaven. What do you think was a necessary means for people to get to heaven? Um, not necessarily. I think at the beginning when I was younger, we believed more that that you had to be a Catholic. Um, to be saved. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that didn't start happening till probably, I would say like 
mid 90s or something. But when I was growing up, it was definitely um, that you had to be a Catholic. In fact, my parents were emphatic about us marrying a Catholic. Yeah. For that reason. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really think much about salvation. Yeah. I just, I just didn't. I, I basically, um, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. Basically, it was like you try to be good, and you hope that that's good enough. That that's the pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, how, now, as you got older, how mm-hmm. did you think? Um, uh, what what was necessary? What in your eyes for salvation? Um, as you got in, you know, once you moved to Florida, and even when you were in Washington. What 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 did you think was when, when you abandoned the view that you had to be a Catholic to be saved? But uh, what what how did you view salvation at that point? Well, basically, like I said before, um, I just uh, you you just your your good outweighs your bad, and I guess Jesus died for our sins, and we just try to do our best. I mean, I basically just kept that. Um, I, th- it, I think you mentioned to me before that right. uh, or maybe I'm not uh, mm-hmm. mo- that. Um, if people just acknowledged God. Oh, yes. That was, yeah, that um, was. That, that that was what was necessary. Right. For I, I did think that, too. I thought that um, it's it's so sad how inconsistent it is, though, because, yeah, yeah, you just, I thought at times, well, as long as you acknowledge, because uh, I thought about my dad, because sometimes he would go back and forth, and, um, and I thought, well, as long as you acknowledge God and I didn't even put Christ in the picture as long as you acknowledge God that you know that you say that that you believe in God then then you'll be saved yeah yeah so I did do that yeah do you recall ever meeting very many Catholics at all that that you would say would have understood Catholic doctrine would have stood on it like like for example the the Roman Catholic sacramental system um, you know of uh, their their system of penance for venial sins um, and their system of confession in order to stay within the means of grace um, to understand uh, the the way that they hold that, you know, you are, you're given at baptism, you're given the the gift of justification, but you have to maintain that uh, uh, with the proper merit. And, did did you understand those things? Do do you remember being taught those things? I mean, we were taught those things um, in catechism class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I paid much attention in catechism class, to be honest with you. I didn't really care very much. Um, but yeah, they did teach us about the sacraments. You have to keep the sacraments and things like that. But honestly, I have not really, I never really met or spoke with anybody that held to those things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, now, especially with the new pope, that's just out the door. Yeah. I mean, he's saying that atheists now can be, you know, so I think it's, he's inconsistent with, with their own doctrine. Well, they've been for a long time. But, right. Yeah. But I mean, even now, I mean, now it's really coming out. I mean, the the Pope is saying that, you know, and so, I mean, I. How, how many, do you, do you remember uh, growing up knowing Catholics that, that tried to keep the entire sacramental system and to, to do all the, the necessary things. No, nope, you, you don't, you don't recall that. I don't recall. Yeah. And I, and I did go and actually living in Colorado, um, we did have, um, a lot of people in Colorado that I was friends with were Catholics. Um, 
and that went to, you know, we'd go to public school and we'd see him at church. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no form of Christianity. There where was you saw it at, none. At in fact, or... all the kids that I went to catechism with, half of them lived on my block. Yeah. You know, or went to the elementary school we went to, but yeah. there was nothing there. It's just all over the place, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty. Did you have anything you kind of wanted to close with? Um, anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, we wrap this up? No, I think that's it, except for I am very thankful to the Lord Jesus to um, have granted me repentance and faith and in, in salvation. And, um, you know, I just keep praying for my family and I think we have to um, pray and be encouraged to um, keep yeah, keep praying for those who are uh, are unbelievers but you know Catholics it's really difficult sometimes especially with my mom and um, I've talked to all of my family about the gospel and it's, it's very difficult but you know just keep praying that um that we'll able, be able to speak with them with, mm-hmm. and um, but anyway, so praise God. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that is why um, we we do this. This is why I even do a podcast, and why we go out and we share the gospel is because our hope and desire is for people to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and that's no different with those that are in within Roman Catholicism. And I've done some previous podcasts to get into a little bit more of the details of their beliefs. But as Viv mentioned, um, you know, many of them are, are really no different than your everyday American pagan. They have a syncretistic system of beliefs that um, is really not even congruent with their own uh, Roman Catholicism. And uh, they, they need to be reached and given the true gospel and uh they don't they don't have an understanding of uh, man's uh, sin their own sin and their need of a savior a perfect savior one who saves perfectly and um as we know that Jesus Christ is a perfect savior when he saves somebody he actually saves them saves them uh, gives them his righteousness and um Anybody out there, if you are listening to this and you have not trusted in Christ alone, uh, my encouragement would be for you to do that today. Uh, Trust in Christ, trust in him alone, and you will find him to be a perfect Savior. He will give you his righteousness in exchange for your filthiness, and and you can be perfect before God uh, because of him. So... Thank you guys for uh, joining us today, and um, hopefully, as always, this was helpful to you, and uh, we will see you guys next week, Lord willing. God bless. Don't you know that the unjust will not inherit God's kingdom and through Adam's offense condemnation came to man and so